0: This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Poonie. Now, crank it up.
1: uh what
2: when you feel safe when you feel warm that's when i rise that's when i crawl gliding on mist hardly a sound bring the kiss evils abound hey hollywood in the dead of night love bites disney song We are talking all things Judas Priest, the beast that is the priest, on this episode of Growing Up Rock. But before we do that, we need to do this.
0: It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight.
1: All right, so the Crank It Up Spotlight. We are going to go with a new band out of Chile, and I would call them like a modern glam rock band. Album was released on March 29th. The band is called Exocet, E-X-X-O-C-E-T. Album's called Mighty Jungle. 80s kind of rock with kind of a modern twist. Guitar player's name, Ricky Love, L, and Lucky Sparks. Vocals by Chris Lyon, bass by Danny Crow. Drums from Tom Astor And it's an awesome Song from Chile of all Places called Alive I
3: can't believe it We hit the I'm too You gotta stand on fire, let's go
2: That's good shit. Hey, Sonny, do you like uh, sour cream and cheese with your chile or no?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, like sour cream on everything,
2: though. Okay, fair enough. Me too, especially Mexican food. That's just
1: good. Dude, what is an Exocet? I don't have a clue. But these guys, when you, when you see them, they got the little bit of face paint on. Yeah. So it almost looks Indian tribal. That's the my whole mighty jungle play, right? Yeah. But the songs are outstanding. Like it could make my top ten if we were to end today, the year. Wow! It's that good. It's that good.
2: So it's time to get into this week's episode of our favorite Judas Priest tunes. Before we start going into this list and the band's catalog, I checked out the uh, recent concert uh, with Judas Priest here in Atlanta. Would you like to hear all about it? Uh,
1: No. Tell somebody else. (laughs) Like, why do you ask? Because, man, it's supposed to be a conversation. Okay, so then no. Tell somebody else. Not just
2: me talking by myself. (laughs) Good God. Yes, please tell us about the concert. No, I'm not telling you now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Did Glenn show up? Glenn did not show up at my show. Oh, okay. But the set list is pretty cool that they're doing. I mean, so I went down to the concert. Once again, another concert that our friend Kevin Williams was attending. Kevin goes to a lot of the same concerts that I do around here. And we just always seem to hook up, but... This concert was at the Fox Theater here in Atlanta. And the Fox Theater, for those that don't know, the Fox Theater is really one of those older, kind of classic, almost historic sites here in Atlanta. You know, they normally have, like, big plays like Hamilton and shit like that. But uh, every once in a while, they have concerts as well. And this is where Judas Priest and uh, Uriah Heep were playing on this night. And it was great, because I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen a concert in the Fox since maybe like Saigon kick or extreme back in the day. I saw Prince there too. So that was a good place to see that show. But Uriah Heap opened. I don't know a whole ton about Uriah Heap. I know they've been around forever and a day, but I will say this. They sounded amazing. I mean, they, they really did sound great. I'm not the hugest fan. I just they're a little bit too keyboardy for me, but I respect them. And I think they put on a good show. I think the only original guy is a guitar player in the band, but the whole band
1: was pretty good, you know? Yeah, I don't know anything about Uriah Heep. I couldn't name two songs.
2: So, Priest came out. Here's the set list for the Priest. They opened with Necromancer, they went into Heading Out to the Highway, The Sentinel, Spectre. Take These Chains, Judas Rising, Out in the Cold, Traitor's Gate, Starbreaker, Stealer, Halls of Valhalla, Kill a Machine, No Surrender, Victim of Changes, All Guns Ablazing, Hell Hellbent for Leather, Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight. That was the set.
1: Pretty damn good set. That is a pretty good set. They got a couple of my top tens in there.
2: Yeah. Necromancer. It's a good song. It's not my favorite off of Firepower. There are some other songs I'd rather hear. But throughout the night, Rob has had tons of like different like costume changes and stuff. When he came out to the Necromancer, I was like, is that even Rob Halford? Because he's wearing like this crazy voodoo medicine top hat and, and this cape and stuff. It's almost kind of like a sparkly cape thing. It was an interesting look for him, not one that I'd seen uh, Rob Halford have in the past. I'll say that. All then. <laughs> but, you know, eventually he transitioned into that, uh, you know, studs and uh, more leather kind of look throughout the night. But he did his thing, man. He sounded good. The band sounded great. I think Andy Sneed does a great job of filling Glenn's shoes. You know, he's comfortable with it at this point. But it was just a good solid set, man. I really enjoyed it. Some of those super deep tracks, man, Starbreaker and Steeler and Killing Machine. Just really, really great to hear some of those songs live again. And I just read that they're already preparing for a 50th anniversary tour next year, I guess. Wow, they started in seventy. Yeah, I was reading some stuff about that, so I was doing a little bit of brush-up for this episode, and uh, this band has an interesting story. When they first got together and they adopted the name Judas Priest, basically nobody from that band is in this band because Halford and Ian Hill and KK, those guys all came after the very original Judas Priest The only guy left over from the original Judas Priest was this singer, Atkins, that Rob Halford eventually replaced. Hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. The band formed, technically formed in 69. Oh, okay. But they didn't put out their first uh, record, I think, until I think 71 is when they released their first album. So they had this original guitar player in the band. And he died in a, in a road accident, and they auditioned guitar players, and K.K. Downing auditioned to be the guitar player but didn't end up making it into the band. They ended up choosing this 17-year-old kid that was like some sort of prodigy or something. The kid, the 17-year-old kid, originally played in this band, Earth in birmingham england now does that sound familiar to you the band earth yeah that's Ozzy, right (laughs) yeah it's black sabbath yeah yeah funny huh all connects all connects baby but then it kind of transitioned atkins ended up getting in a band with kk and ian hill on bass and a you know a bunch of other people before they eventually bought in rob halford and uh, glenn tipton And then they had a series of different drummers along the way. But the band, as most people know it, is Glenn and KK, Rob, Ian, probably Dave Holland uh, was the most famous of all the drummers that they
1: had. Yeah, when you look at who did all the songwriting, at the beginning, it seemed like some of the guys were writing solo. But after that, it's pretty much all. Tipton Downing-Halford, Tipton Downing-Halford, like eh, almost everything in that big bang zone between like 76 and like uh, 96, I guess you could say. It's a pretty much all just them.
2: Yeah. I mean, this band for me, I don't know what your history is with Jesus Priest and we'll get into that, but for me, this band is definitely one of my top 10 all-time favorite bands. This is a band that for me... I can distinctly remember drawing the Judas Priest uh, British Steel logo on my folders (laughs) in school, you know, and that's that's one of the measuring sticks for me in my growing up rock years of my top 10 bands. Top 10 bands, they made it onto the folder. Yeah, they're not a top 10
1: band for me. I own tons of it. Yeah. I got lucky enough to obviously be an MTV kid. So I got into them around Turbo and I liked that Turbo was catchy. If the first stuff I would have heard was Sin After Sin or, you know, one of those albums that are not as catchy as some of the 80s stuff, I probably would have never listened to Priest again. So Turbo kind of hooked me. And then you always saw videos like heading out to the highway, you got another thing coming and those are catchy songs. So that kind of hooked me in and wanted me to hear more. And that's why I own a lot of it and like a lot of it. But if it wasn't for Turbo, which I know is hated by many, I wouldn't have heard any priest at all. Like I would have written them off immediately.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's some Judas priest that just doesn't hit home with me. And it's usually Turbo is definitely not one of them that I dislike. It's more the stuff like they seem to change at one point in time and almost get heavier which wasn't my Judas Priest bang zone. I came into Judas Priest almost simultaneously with British Steel and Screaming for Vengeance. Those were my two first albums. And then I kind of ended up going back and discovering some of the earlier stuff from the live album Unleashed in the East. That's kind of where I started with Judas Priest. All right, so you want to get into the episode? Yeah, I think we should get started with this. Why don't you go
1: first and discuss some of your first picks there? All right. So we did top tens and the way I approached it is I didn't want to pick more than one song off an album because I would end up picking a bunch off turbo. So I figured that wasn't the way to go. There's a bunch of other priests that I like. So in my top 10 is a, a mix of things. So to cover the first four, so seven, eight, nine, and 10, my number 10 was lightning strike off of firepower, which was just released in 2018 You know, driving riff, Rob, still sounds great. It's got a great melody. The dual guitar solos are still there. And it was honestly one of the better albums of 2018, no doubt. And there's just something about pre-stuff that just kind of drives straight ahead. And it's like great in the background when you're shopping at Costco or working around the house. It just, it's, uh, I'm sure it's great workout music too. I wouldn't know that. I don't work out. But the, just having it in the background, there's uh, I don't know it just kind of gets you going. So, uh, lightning strike does that for me. My number nine was running wild from Help and for Leather in seventy eight, and uh, this is one of the few that are just written by Glenn Tipton. The vocal melody in this thing—it's a short song, but it's interesting because it's very reminiscent of like a Paul Dianos Iron Maiden led song. Uh, of course, Rob is much much better, and that high note at the end. Deanna couldn't do that ever, but, uh, it's got that, that, uh, punk Maiden, those first two album feel. And I'm sure that, uh, Maiden was influenced by Priest. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Uh, and you can definitely hear it in Running Wild. My number eight is Steeler from British Steel. British Steel is not my favorite Priest album by any means, but there's some great songs on it, obviously. Uh, Steeler is kind of a cool song cause it's like about being careful who you trust. And I hear all the influences. Like when you listen to Steeler or British Steel, period, you can hear where Anthrax came from or where Megadeth came from and why there's some of those bands I like and some of those bands I don't like. So when I was listening to Steeler the other day, I'm like, I know what it is. It's the Anthrax and the Megadeths of the world adopted the attitude, the twin guitars, the driving hard riffs, all of that. But they didn't adopt a vocal melody. They forgot about that because they don't got a rob. Um, but, you know, Priest is obviously influenced a ton of bands. So so that's a great song. And then my number seven, check this one out. Twisted! That was all guns blazing. And that little acapella beginning where he's saying, Twisted, uh, what's he saying? Twisting the strangle grip won't give no mercy. Feeling those tendons rip, torn up, and mean. I mean, it just gives you this feeling about to get your head ripped off. And my guess is because this was on Painkiller in 90, any of those priest fans that jumped off at Turbo, when they got to this song on Painkiller, like, okay, my priest is back. And this is probably what you're talking about, that they got heavier, but uh, I'm sure that fans were happy that they came back, and the guitar solo absolutely rips on that song. So what do you think about my 7, 8, 9, 10?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're all great tunes. Steeler and All Guns Blazing are in the set currently, and Steeler's just amazing live. I was so psyched to hear that live, man. It was killer. That might have been one of my favorite tunes I did live. All Guns Blazing is cool, too. I actually prefer a couple of other songs off that Painkiller record a little bit more, but that's a cool tune. I, You know, I dig it. I'm glad it's, it's in the set for sure. Nothing wrong with any of those picks. You're going to have to search uh, probably high and, and far for, for me to put some songs on this uh, top 10 that I don't like. You might have to go to like <laughs> some of the record jugulator or whatever it is. Oh, There's...
1: we're getting to that because I haven't done my top six yet.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll have issues later on, but not in that first set for sure. All right. So it's time for my seven through ten, and uh, like I said earlier, my entry point for Judas Priest was simultaneously at the same time British Steel and screaming for vengeance but i got into some of the earlier priest by getting the unleashed in the east uh live record and once i got that record and heard some of that earlier stuff i went and checked out some of those earlier records and i mean for a record that was released in the early 70s sad wings of destiny you gotta love tyrant killer i mean i love that that song and you know i, I approached my top 10 with trying to pay homage to each error of judas priest because they really do have great songs early in the band's career middle of the band's career which is kind of where i came in and even the more recent uh section of the band's career so When I went back and discovered some of that earlier stuff, I was all in. Love that song. And I'm going to stick with the earlier air from my number nine and Dissident Aggressor off of Sin After Sin. Killer song. And yes, Hailstorm does a cover version of it that's amazing. And I love it because it's, it's more modern recorded, so it sounds great. But the early version that Priest does on Sin After Sin... Simply, I mean, you can see the roots of what becomes heavy metal in these early records. And that tune is no exception. We go from that to more modern period of the band's career. And you picked all guns blazing off of Painkiller. I happen to love A Touch of Evil off of the Painkiller record. That's a really good Song, and that's kind of the bang zone for me in Priest, where they've got kind of that pocket feel, but it's still heavy and very riffy. And then, an underrated record, in my opinion, that I absolutely love is the Point of Entry record. There's so many great tunes on that record, and Heading Out to the Highway is one of those songs. Not a deep track, probably by any sense of the imagination, but just a killer tune i love that song so that is my seven through ten what do you think
1: about that any comments uh let me start by saying Stephen, i love you <laughs> I, ne- I need to get that out of the way geez which and- song which songs do you not like off of this <laughs> <laughs> and i swear i'm not gonna hate on all your songs
2: today dude you like what you like but you're wrong but go ahead
1: Tyrant is not good. Tyrant's I'm sorry. Awesome. That chorus is super lazy. I cannot listen to that song. Dude, that song is from the early 70s. Yeah, I, I, I'm 78 to 90. That's my priest. So yeah, that song That song was a meh to me. That, that song's a little rough. The riff is awesome. Yeah, that song's a little rough. Dissident. That scream at the start is crazy. The guitar is like alien. I'm sure people in 1977 were like, What the hell are these two guitar players doing? Because now, right, they influenced every dual guitar uh, band there was after that. So uh, just awesome. Touch of Evil, love it. You know, keyboards in a priest song, you would think that's weird, but uh, it was actually pretty good. And then heading out to the highway is a classic. can't say anything bad about that one.
0: Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it.
1: All right. So Growing Ups of the Week. These are all the people that shared us on Facebook, retweeted us on Twitter, and recently liked our Facebook page, which is near, I think, uh, 1089 the last time I checked. They are Chris Fretwell, Bill Elam, Jeffrey Lavell, Save Rock and Metal, Chris Sinzak, Carrie Morgan, Robert Armstrong, Darryl Alber, Anna Maria, Mark Winder eight, Rick Freel, Alan Tate, Music Palace Radio, Tom Gigliodi, Brand Rustoven, Mike Taylor, Eladio, Chris James A, Dan Nation, Jason Kearney, Bill Algy, Doug Metal, Tony Masala, Mark Arnold, Veronica of Divide, Bella Lowe's nineteen sixty six, Ages of Rock Podcast, Trace Mess four hundred sixty nine, Stanley Lives For You, Mike Parnell, Jared Frank, Shout It Out Loudcast, Jeff Reed, Stephanie E. Kalen Provo, Andy LaFon, Brian Knapp, Todd Herrig, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Dwayne Adams, Peter Sesery, Scott Leifer, Girly Girls 75 on Twitter, Jay Sabluski, Backstage Auctions, David Zanet, Daniela Carr, David Hudson, Chris Jordan, Danny Elam, Lady Lake PR, I Love It Loudcast, Digital Kill Radio Star Nicole Beer, David Cathy, Steve Wright, Ogata, Darlene Smith, Rock Doc Wayne, Tammy, Coffee, Rose Enner, Mike Boise, Restrained, who uh, supplies all of our bumper music, Tom Mathers, Paris Records shared us and liked us, and 99 Crimes. I think we're happy that uh, we played one of their songs and they shared us and liked us. So thank you very much. Awesome.
2: We also got a few new reviews on Podchaser and iTunes, so I'll run through a few of these. We appreciate people leaving us reviews on Podchaser or in iTunes, or you can go to the Facebook page and leave us recommendations, I guess, whatever. But we see all that stuff, and uh, we appreciate it. So this one comes from Bass Demon. Uh, Bass Demon says, uh, and he's talking about the Biff Byford Saxon episode that we did. Great episode. I tried to casually check out Saxon a few times before, but it never quite connected with me. So this guy's a little bit like you here, Sonny. During the episode, either Kevin or Brad suggested checking out Saxon's live albums. I picked up Heavy Metal Thunder, Live Eagles Over Whackin' fantastic album can't wait to check out more love it we converted a saxon fan gotta love it good stuff let's see this guy has to be a friend of yours because he's a niner fan 16 no
1: niner fan is a friend of mine if it's a friend of mine it says cowboy fan that's right but
2: you i
1: figure this guy's from your area if that's possible uh, yeah so
2: um they left a quick comment on the q a episode just short and sweet they said thanks for doing this you guys are always so real it's refreshing talking about our listener episode uh feedback on the mixtapes. so love love the solo episodes great job steve you and your co-host should do at least one of these solo episodes Every three months, I suggest bringing in some of your personal friends during the episode to inject some different conversation similar to damn good movie memories. So maybe this is Brian
1: Davis. (laughs) That's possible because I like what he does. He'll he'll talk about a movie, let's say, right? Yeah. Or he's got a theme that he wants to talk about, and he doesn't always bring in the same people he'll bring in his mom sometimes friend from work one of his friends and so he kind of bounces around that's a good idea
2: yeah awesome uh this one comes to us from aces high seven seven nine i like that dude he's maiden fan gotta be great job steven i love both the mixtape and the wild hair episodes hope to hear more soon so that is another fan of our solo episodes serial man 78 serial man 78 uh talking about the Stephen Mix mixtape steven did really well i like that it's different from hollywood's wild hair volume one i say make these type of episodes more consistent 60 to 90 minutes is the perfect bang zone for me so this guy is very specific. He wants it
1: 60 to 90 minutes.
2: I think that's what they end up being, the wild hair and the mixtapes, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Every one that uh, we've recorded so far and the ones we're looking at the future are about that time frame, yeah.
2: Yeah, so there you go. This comes to us on iTunes, and it's entitled Enlightening Educational and Rocking. And that is from Sailwind2. Uh, I know that. ID. Uh, let me start by saying I'm probably older than most who <laughs> have reviewed or commented on this or any other podcast. To be honest, it took me a bit to figure out how to even leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Although it sounds like I'm technically challenged, I'm really not enough about me this is for steven Sonny, and their grown up rock podcast if you're into learning more about rock metal artists then this is what you want coming out of your speakers earbuds and headphones these guys are really easy to listen to and you get the bonus of actually learning something new and hearing some great music if you're offended by a few four-letter words then too bad get over it Use a Q tip after listening to an episode and move on to the next episode. (laughs) I believe they're coming up on their 100th episode, and that in itself speaks volumes. See what I did there? For me, when I just want to chill, it's great to kick off an episode on my iPhone or iPad and just relax. I don't know if this music's relaxing, but okay, whatever works for you. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. And we'll keep being enlightened and educated and rocked with the two devil horns emojis. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Good long review on that one. Uh, Have I gotten through everything? Sorry, I got a bunch of them. We're just getting caught up on people. Uh, Oh, here's some feedback for both of us. Let's see. This is going to make you laugh. This is another comment on Steven's mixtapes, because that's the most recent episode that we've released. So that's why this is all feedback from that. Love the episode. I think Steven plays better music, but Sonny tells better stories. I guess put them together and you get one amazing podcast host.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's because my stories are shorter. i disagree about your songs by the way
2: uh so that's fine from now on i'm not gonna talk i'm gonna program the music and sonny's gonna tell the stories wow (laughs) uh thanks uh that one by the way comes to us from jeremy t livin thanks dude (laughs) (laughs) hey that's it we appreciate everybody's feedback we really do get all this stuff and and we do try to take notes and listen to it and some of it's just funny and some of it's just fun and we appreciate everybody jumping in and leaving us reviews and communicating with us because we do uh, make changes based on some of that stuff obviously because we put it into play let's get back to this thing
3: Birmingham, Judas Priest, Sunday, September 11th at the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center. Judas Priest with Cinderella. After midnight, I can't do the dark. Tickets at the Central Ticket Office and through Fast ticket Area Parisian UAB Ticket Office in Belk A Civic Center New Era Production. Judas Priest with Cinderella.
1: All right, so my numbers three through six. Let's start with number six. I got the title track from Ram It Down from 88. I just, I love that uh, Halford Patton and scream at the beginning. You know, sometimes the songs are hard to figure out what they're about. I think this one's kind of about the metal army and how you may not want to kind of get in the way. Bridge, I think, is awesome. That whole shout it out thing is really cool. Uh, The guitar solos in this song are unbelievable. I would say some of the best dueling I've ever heard in 88 or since then, to be honest. And, uh, this is kind of like one of those songs that if you're listening while you're driving, uh, you're going to get pulled over for speeding or run off a cliff. One of the two. So, uh, great song. My number five is the Sentinel from defenders of the faith. 84 free bill burning. And some heads are going to roll, get all the attention off that album. But this song's kind of like the big brother to electric eye for me. Love the bridge and verse after the solo and, you know, like I was saying, some of these songs are anthems and you can pretty much figure out their anthems. And then some read like a short story, like the Sentinels does. So I think the Sentinels about, uh, maybe avenging a wrong that happened to them, but I'm not sure. Cause these, you know, these lyrics aren't exactly sex, drugs, and rock and roll simple. Uh, they're great little short stories. So listen to this and check it out. Let me know your thoughts about what you think the song's about. Alright, my number four, Desert Plains from point of entry in 1981. Again, heading out of the highway got all the attention off that album. And this is probably the closest to a ballad on my list. I uh, love the vocal melody. The drums seem to be a little more front, but it's definitely a tamer song. And lyrically, it's a little more simpler, but still hard for me to sometimes figure out what it's about. I think it's about getting to a lost love. Uh, it might be about living now and then the afterlife, who knows, it's still a great song. So I guess you don't have to understand it all. And then my number three is probably the most controversial on my list. It's that song better by you, better than me off a of stained glass in, uh, 1978, originally written by Gary Wright. Cause it was a spooky two song. This is that song that in 90, they had a civil lawsuit against them because, uh, the two kids that, uh basically killed themselves. One shot himself, died immediately. The other one died three years later. And then they got sued for supposedly their subliminal messages in the song. I still can't hear the subliminal messages, maybe because I got one bad ear. Uh, but, you know, the suit was all dismissed and all that. But it's a shame because it was a really good song and Priest kind of got a bad rap for all of the crap that they took during all this. I'm glad that it's faster than the Spooky Tooth original because – The originals kind of drags big time. And I guess the song was added last minute because the record company wanted a more commercials track on the album. I like the song because it's got a little funk to it. So, uh, you know, I'm somebody who loved the funk. So tell me what you think about uh, my three through six.
2: Yeah, so I like "Better by You" better than me. I listened to some of the backing track in that song, uh, and I think I when I when I slow it down and back it up, what I hear is uh, "Hollywood put on your dancing shoes." Hollywood put on your <laughs> dancing shoes. That's, I mean, I don't I don't know what that meant when it was recorded, but I guess now it sort of seems clear what that means. That's just, (laughs) that's the backing track that I find. Desert Plains, I already said point of entry, I think is an underrated album. Desert Plains is one of those songs that I think is awesome. Love that song. Sentinel, I got no qualms with the Sentinel. It's not my favorite song on Defenders of the Faith, but uh, I love it. Uh, So yeah, great song. Ram It Down, that album is a little bit, weird for me to take and really to me this is kind of when I started falling out with priest I didn't love the Ram It Down record I think there's probably some songs that I like on it but I didn't I didn't love that record I don't know I don't know why that one didn't take with me and and maybe it's maybe it's something where I need to go back and revisit that record Uh, I don't know if it's going to get any better for me have you listened to the whole record front to back recently?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But it's, you know, it's not turbo. It uh, it it uh I guess toughens up a little bit, but it's still got a lot of good melody. It's uh it's not my favorite priest album either, but there's some really good stuff on there.
2: Yeah, they just they seem to
1: change at this point, you know, and, and yeah, I know
2: they changed from Defenders to Turbo. I get it, but there's just I never really hated Turbo. It was a little bit hard for me to take the guitar sense at the time, but I thought the songs were sort of catchy. Uh, this song, it's like they almost tried to recoup from the poppiness that was turbo and make this, but it they weren't good songs. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I got you. Yeah,
2: so that's how I feel about your, your uh,
1: selections there. All right, how about your three to six?
2: Three to six, man. Number six, delivering the goods off a of Killing Machine or Hellbent for Leather, however you want to call that album, depending on what you want to call that album, because I guess it was released under two different names, but uh, I know it as part of the Killing Machine album. And delivering the goods, just such a killer song. And I love that they went and they added some of these bonus tracks back on to, uh, unleashed in the East and delivering the goods, I think was one that they added, uh, to that, uh, live album later when I got the reissue of it. And it's just so killer. Next up, Firepower, No Surrender. This tune just gets me going. I just think it's a great song. I think start to finish this song is really well written and rocks. I love this song. And then going from No Surrender into one of my absolute favorites off of Screaming for Vengeance, Bloodstone. Such a great song. I love that guitar intro. It's so killer sounding. And then I'm going to finish out this round with my number three pick, which is Free Will Burning off of Defenders of the Faith. Goodness gracious, if this song doesn't get you going, then nothing will. Love it. Driving, thumping. That's it. What do you think about my three through six? Steven, I love
1: you, but... <laughs> no, no. So Delivering the Goods. I don't know if there's a remix uh, or a remaster of this album, but... It could use one because it it would give it more punch. I love the song. It's just missing a little punch, and I love that little drum solo thing at the end. So I don't know. Is there a remaster available of this album? Do we know? I don't know
2: if that's what I got. I got some reissued albums, but I don't know if they were remastered. I just know that they had additional tracks on them. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you like the uh, Skid Row version of Delivering the Goods?
1: And eh, meh. Yeah, Yeah, I like Priest's better. Yeah. But it would need a remix because it just needs a little punch. It's missing like if it had the production of a ram it down, this song would be ripping people's heads off, right? So Yeah, it's just older material. Re- right. Different right. recording. Yeah. Okay. Uh No Surrender, we already talked about, you know, one of the best albums in twenty eighteen. Bloodstone. I hadn't heard that song in forever. And I just heard it the other day. A great pick. And then Free Will Burning. I remember first hearing this song. This was the song that cemented for me that Halford is a vocal god, right? Because some of the stuff he's doing in this song is ridiculous for the time that we're talking about. Yeah, if this song doesn't get you going, I don't know what's wrong with you.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard for me to understand uh, some of his breathing techniques, especially when he goes into those quick rapid-fire verse deliveries and then ends with like the high freaking scream. It's like, where the hell are you getting the breath to do
1: that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And his vocal styling is very, uh, I'll call it staccato, right? It's right? He's right. got that kind of like Yeah, the rapid thing. fire. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he's like, he's doing that and taking the breath afterwards. I'm not exactly sure where he's getting it from, to be honest. Yeah,
2: that's crazy. Right?
1: Yeah. All right. So to my top two, these have always been my top two with Priest. This is not one of those that'll change tomorrow. These top two will stay my top two, Period. Number two, electric guy from Screaming for Vengeance. Big brother's watching because, you know, in this form of government, if the citizens are caught rebelling, they just kind of disappear. We we wish that was the case and uh, today. And I guess uh, if you believe in conspiracy theories that all of us are being watched, then this song is right up your alley. But uh, Tipton rips the solo. And what's not to love about this song? Killer rift, killer vocal melody. I love the way the vocal kind of does that low haunting thing and then goes higher and grittier. This song is unbelievable. And I love the Hellion into it. It sounds fine without Hellion. I don't need it either way, but I remember live when this song is played, people go ape. Like it's crazy. And it's all because the Hellion kind of, it's like, oh my God, we're about to get electric eye. Like it's that kind of thing. So always love the song. My number one. Well, check it out. Yes, my number one is off turbo. Yes, that was locked in. Sorry, but turbo rocks. I love that so-called synth guitar thing. And like I said before, if it wasn't for this album, I would have missed a whole other bunch of other pre-songs. It's a just straight ahead sing along. I actually understand what the song's about. And it is B-E-A-U-tiful. I love locked in. So that's my 10 songs, 41 minutes of pure priest bliss. What do you think about my top two? The only reason
2: Electric Eye is not on my list is because it was on your list. Pound for Pound, one of my absolute favorite priest songs. And I I like it with the Hellion at the beginning. I get your point. It's good either way. But there's just something about the Hellion into Electric Eye. It's one of my most vivid concert memories, period. That was my second concert of all time was the Screaming for Vengeance tour. And when they open up with the Hellion and Electric Eye and Rob Halford is on this, uh, you know, crane lift thing that lowers him down, you don't even see him when he opens up singing these lines and the spotlight hits him.
1: Unbelievable. What's your concert history with the priest? I've seen him four times. So I saw him in back-to-back uh days in july of 91 because they were on this uh, thing called operation rock and roll i saw them in 90 with uh, megadeth and testament and then i saw them in 2011 with uh thin Lizzy and black label
2: wow so you never really got to see any of the earlier versions of the band then huh nope that's unfortunate but cool Uh, And then your number one pick, Locked In Turbo, I would be lying if I said that was a surprise, that that was your tune. That's kind of your bang zone. It's a fine tune. I don't have a problem with it. It wouldn't come close to making my number one. There's just too much other Priest that I love. And truthfully, I didn't pick anything off a Turbo. And it's again, it's not because I don't like it. It's just that there's so much other Priest that It was tough for me to even narrow it down. I mean, I could pick the entire Screaming for Vengeance or Defenders of the Faith record, probably, you know, and be fine. But yeah, there's just just so much stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, look, like I said, you'd have to go long and hard to find something on your list that I don't like. And there was nothing, nothing you picked I don't like from Priest. Although Ram It Down, I have to go back and listen to because I don't know about that pick. But the rest of the stuff, all killer. And so that brings us to my top two. I told you, for me, British Steel, Bang Zone. I would have probably picked Steeler had it not been on your list. I could pick Metal Gods. I love that tune as well. But I went with Grinder from British Steel. Such a heavy, thumping pocket song driving I just I love that feel of this song it's just one of those earlier songs that stuck with me on this album so grinder number two from British Steel and my number one song (laughs) this song probably a precursor to some thrash songs out there this song is just amazing give it a listen Screaming for Vengeance the title track probably my all-time favorite Judas Priest album this album Screaming for Vengeance love it love everything on it and the title track is awesome that that, that beginning riff and that beginning scream and like i said uh some of the double kick and just some of the earlier versions of thrash i think maybe this song was like a precursor to some of that stuff
1: Uh, so absolutely love it so there you go those are my top two all right so grinder as you would say i ain't mad at you for making that your number two it's a great song and then screaming for vengeance again the crowd goes nuts when that's live like i can just hear it playing in the background there's people's like Crashing into chairs and throwing <laughs> chairs all around and just breaking shit like the energy with that kind of a song in a live environment's just nuts. So yeah, there's no doubt about that. But we know all things start with Kiss. You, wanted the best, but you got the best.
4: The hottest in the world, Kiss. It's
0: time for your. Historic Moment on Growing Up Rock.
1: All right, so for the Kisteric Moment, maybe you didn't know this, but Priest opened for Kiss. Fifteen dates in 1979, from September 1st, 79 to September 30th, they played kind of a Midwest, East Coast kind of run, but on September 24th, 1979, Priest opened for Kiss in Milwaukee, Where I'm standing at right now. And the third song on Kiss's set list was Move On.
2: That's a trip. So they were playing stuff off his solo record in their set list. What tour was that? What Kiss that's t- Dynasty? That's Dynasty, it? right after the solo albums. Wow. Yeah. They each did a song off their solo records or something during that tour, right? Yeah, I don't know if Peter always did, but uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's cool.
1: That's a trip. All things start with Kiss, man. I'm telling you.
2: Well, I don't know if they start with them, but they definitely circle back around or are related. We should uh, make a new podcast instead of a, well, it can be an all-kiss podcast, but it should be called um, Six Degrees of
1: Kiss. Yeah, and th- we just talk about the opening bands.
2: Or we just, yeah, we play the Kevin Bacon game with rock bands. Yeah, because that's how far you got to go to get the Lita Ford, because she's still at the Kiss Expos, and I'm still trying to figure out why. Uh, there's got to be a connection there. Somewhere, I guess. I mean she was hanging around LA at the same time the Van Halens were coming up and Gene was connected to them.
1: Maybe he humped her. No, I think it's it's the whole Vinny was in KISS, Vinny was in the Vinnie Vincent invasion, Bobby Rock was there, Bobby Rock went to Lita Ford, and so you're on this tree that leads to KISS.
2: I bet there's an earlier connection that that ties back to the runaways in some way, shape or form.
1: Oh yeah, maybe.
2: If anybody knows out there what the connection is with Lita Ford to Kiss, let us know. How is she related? Did it happen early on in the runaways and in that time period? Or is it truly what our friend Hollywood here is saying that her drummer Bob Rock was in the Vinnie Vincent invasion?
1: Yeah. So Priest Top 10, pretty good episode. I'm not, you know, Priest is not in my top 10. It just isn't. There's a lot of bands out there and uh, New Wave British heavy metal whatever that thing is called really Maiden was mine and I know there's a bunch of people out there who love Maiden and Priest equally for me Maiden connected more and I think it was partly Eddie probably because Priest has everything else Maiden has I would think but for whatever reason Maiden connected better but uh you know they got some great songs and we picked 20 great ones yeah without a
2: doubt Priest and Maiden are literally hand-in-hand in in my top 10. And there's a spoiler alert for you. That's two of my top 10 bands. And you already know Van Halen's going to be in there. So there you go. You got three of my top 10s. But Priest and Maiden go back and forth. They both have periods in their career or albums in their career that I'm like, meh, don't necessarily like this period or this collection of songs. But they both have so much amazing shit that I absolutely love. And I think the thing for me is that both Priest and Maiden came to me at what I I recollect is roughly the same time period for me, that growing up rock high school years, man, when I was absorbing everything hard rock and metal, I was like a sponge at that point in time. So... New Wave of British Heavy Metal, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, you know, it it just all came at that same time. And so definitely both band logos were being drawn on my folder in biology class when, you know, I didn't give a shit
1: about school. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you're not a doctor. I am Dr. Love. Yeah. So good episode. Yeah. Let's close this one out. Whose turn is it for the shuffle?
2: Well, you know, before we we close this out, we got a big one coming next week. We can't deny, right? So our hundredth episode next week is going to hit the shelves and we think it's a pretty special one, don't you? Oh yeah. The big one, zero, zero. We had to make it special. Yeah, man. So look out for that to drop next week. Uh, You guys are going to You rock and rollers should enjoy uh, this one coming up next week for sure. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of you guys listening to us and conversing with us. We've made a whole bunch of friends that we really enjoy shooting the shit about rock and roll. And we enjoy carrying this flag of rock and roll. So thanks to everybody that has helped us make it to 100 episodes. We appreciate you guys. I don't know whose turn it is to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Go
1: ahead and take control. All right, I got it. Thanks for listening. Later.
0: Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.